Holy smokes, everybody. That was ugly. That was um, a, a travesty. When one of the teams that you love is playing against a rival where the family members that you love attended that university being West Virginia, and you can't even watch into the fourth quarter because it's so dirty, it's so disgusting, it's such a demolishing act. That's very tough. It stings, to say the least. Uh, Bearcats go down 42-21. Um, the, the furthest thing from heaven for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Hopefully they get some Tudor's biscuits on the way home because that could be the only thing that salvages the trip as the Mountaineers leave nothing but a carcass of the Bearcats. They were eating Bearcats for lunch, for their afternoon snack, and probably for dinner tonight as they celebrate on their home campus. Uh, Cats get blasted 42-21. They lost out on just about every single statistical category. You know that meme? You, you've seen it, the TikTok, the aerosol, the guy drinking the bleach. That was all Bearcats fans during this game. It was tough. Uh, that defense gave up 634 yards to West Virginia. The Mountaineers almost doubled up the Cats. 424 rushing yards for West Virginia. This was a defense for Cincinnati that in the Oklahoma game, I thought there was some promise there. I thought it was clearly their strong point. Their run defense had moments of looking pretty good, and West Virginia made them look like they still had Pat White and Steve Slayton. It was such an embarrassing effort on the Bearcats' side defensively. Um, the quarterback situation right now for UC is I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Brady Lichtenberg got the start, completed his first pass. The Cats go to the ground twice with Corey Kiner. They pick up six and um, end up, you know, on fourth and one, punting the ball away. After that, Emory Jones. We've seen the shuffling all year. It's musical chairs between two quarterbacks, and Emory Jones is typically sitting on the last chair, pushing Brady Lichtenberg off. So Emory Jones comes in. Three straight drives, the Bearcats punt. Perfect time to bring back in Brady Lichtenberg. They do. They give him a shot. What's he do? He marches the Bearcats right down the field to the one-yard line. Got hit on that play when he marched him down to the one and got hit bad enough to where the Bearcats precautionary uh, left him out the rest of the game. Emory Jones gets credit for the touchdown, so you would think that he had the success there, but no, it was uh, Brady Lichtenberg. So it's Emory Jones the rest of the game. No Brady Dragish. And look, yes, Brady Dragish is a freshman. We have no idea what he brings to the table. I'm a firm believer if someone has talent, you throw them in there. You throw them into the fire against better competition. That is how you learn. That is how you get better. Not only that, but in this day and age, you could play up to four games and keep your redshirt status. So hold on. The, the mic reverberates. I'm going to have to push it away when I yell. What the hell are you doing, Scott? Great Scott. What the hell are you doing? It makes no sense. Why are we not playing more of the Bradys? I'm a firm believer that the only time to grow, or at least the best time to grow, is in live, real game reps. Had the opportunity to do it the entire second half with Dragish. You're playing for nothing. 
you're playing for nothing. I know Scott Satterfield's come out a few times at pressers and said, Emory Jones gives us the best chance to win for this program right now. So we're going to throw him out there. Who cares about the program right now? The program right now is a travesty. They stink. They're absolutely terrible. They beat Houston last weekend. And I thought, you know, maybe this team's a little bit better than their record. Maybe they're sneaky and could win a couple games against West Virginia and Kansas to really close out the year on the right note and have me believing in Scott Satterfield entering next year. No, that was a train wreck from the opening snap. West Virginia even left points on the board. 624 total yards. Brutal. Um, I want to talk about some basketball in just a second. Because, quite frankly, football season is over. There's a reason why I haven't been doing the weekly podcast on the football side and have on the basketball side. It's supply and it's demand, and no one is demanding Bearcats coverage right now. And if they are, they want to hear this. They want to hear real talk from real fans and not Scott Satterfield drew it up the best he could. The Cats didn't have it. No, we don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want any positivity. I mean, we do want positivity on the field, but when they're not showing us anything to be positive about, let's call out the BS. This team stinks. The program was in the playoffs just a couple of years ago, and now we all wonder, is Scott Satterfield the guy? Here's the deal. Here's my stance. It's simple. You can't fire him after one season. One, the buyout's huge. Two, the Cats entered the Big 12 this year. You've seen every other team in the Big 12 struggle to really find its footing. UCF, Houston, even BYU for the most part, coming from a different conference than the AAC. It's not an easy jump. But this bad, this quickly, after you know the, the team that was here last year, and then you throw in the fact that Ben Bryant wanted to be a Bearcat. They went into spring competing, Bryant and Emory Jones, Bryant transfers to Northwestern. He's leading the Wildcats to a potential bowl game in the Big Ten. Emory Jones is who we thought he was. And that is a quarterback that didn't last in Gainesville and that seemingly got worse and didn't play great in ASU, so they benched him. I don't get it. I don't get it right now with, with this musical chairs. That never works with anyone. This late in the season with a quarterback that's going to be done in a matter of, of minutes on the football field, you know, 48, eh, 100 minutes of, of game time, let's put it. His career is over, and you're opting to play him over someone that still has his redshirt status. Because here's the deal. you got to evaluate. It's like inventory. If you're working in a warehouse, you got to know when those chips are bad so you can replace them with new chips. You got to know if your quarterbacks are good enough to enter the Big 12 next season. Because guess what, Scott? If they're not good enough and you don't go after the portal hard enough, you go after, let's say, an incoming freshman, and then you get one transfer that you think is going to be this year's Emory Jones, and it turns out to be a dud in Lichtenberg and and uh, Dragish aren't ready, then guess what? You could be fired. You could be two and done. Because... The program was at all-time heights, and the last thing that the Bearcats need is apathy from its fan base, and that's what will happen when you go out and you don't even put an effort on the field. Um, maybe effort. I, I'm, I'm not getting on the players here. They're, they're playing hard. It's not on them. But you're not putting a competitive product out there as the head coach. It falls squarely on you. Um, look, it's tough transition year. We give it to them. It's just the way that they're playing. The way that this quarterback situation is going down, the fact that they chose Emory Jones 
over Ben Bryant. Uh, some of their running plays, going for it on every single fourth down and having terrible designs. It's just a combination of things that makes me think Scott Satterfield probably isn't the guy for this job. And I gave him a lot of credit after the Pittsburgh game. I thought he was a sneakily decent hire. Maybe he shows me that next year, but as of right now, it is not looking good in Clifton whatsoever. What is looking good, at least the record, the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball team and Wes Miller, they are 3-0. and Jizzle James, I'll tell you what, Jizzle James is one of the most exciting freshmen I've seen in the Bearcats uniform since I'd go back to Gary Clark that far back. Um, unless you want to go Tari Eason, who was very exciting as well. He just didn't see the floor that much. But yeah, I think Gary Clark is fair. And one of the most exciting point guards since Devin Downey. Yeah, I'm going to go back that far because I think Troy Copain was great. But his freshman year, he didn't show us anything of being a superstar. He was just kind of, you know, he steadily climbed the ladder. Whereas I think Jizzle James can be really, really good and really good fast. In fact, he's good right now. Look at those stats. 60% for the floor, averaging over 10 points per game, back-to-back outings with 13 points, and looks really good defensively. If Jizzle James can be a 35% three-point shooter or greater, I think the Bearcats have something special on their hands. Cats get NKU on Sunday at Fifth Third Arena. NKU actually took down Cincinnati last year. If you remember, it was UC's first loss of the season at NKU. The reason the Bearcats traveled to, I, don't, I forget their arena name, and, and I should know this, something bank maybe. I should know this because the Bearcats obviously played in that arena for a season, but they went in there and it was the house of horrors this time. I don't think Cronin lost a game there, or maybe he did. I think he lost like the last game to Wichita State, and it ended a massive winning streak because the year before, remember, the last year at Fifth Third Arena, the old Fifth Third Arena, UC didn't lose a single game. So they go into NKU last year, and they lost 64-51. NKU not looking great so far, but they do have two players that torched the Bearcats last year, Marquez Warwick. Uh, Henry Clay High School, shout out Lexington, Kentucky. I used to cover them when I worked for NBC. They have, um, who's a famous alum that went there? Walker Bueller is a Blue Devil. And um, Marquez Warwick was actually the leading scorer in history at Henry Clay. He's a good player. And him and Sam Vinson combined for 37 points last year against UC. And both those players are back for NKU. Last thing I wanted to talk about, John Newman. This is a public apology to John Newman. Hello, Newman. Hello, Newman. I was hoping that Emory Jones would give me a chance at one point this year to publicly apologize after saying, Emory Jones stinks. He didn't give me the chance. I, I still feel that way about him, but thank you for coming to UC, looking awesome in a Bearcats uniform, and putting your heart and soul on the field. That's all you can do. Scott recruited you, not me. Anyways, John Newman. For a long time, I've been saying, I just don't love his game. He gives it to you defensively. He gets after opponents. He's great on the ball. He's lengthy. And then I thought to myself, I'm describing a really good basketball player. If John Newman can knock down some shots and give you a slight, slight threat offensively. He's done that and more this season. I think Newman's looked really good. He's a solid number three for the Bearcats right now. Defensively, he's been great. In transition and attacking the basket, he has a bounce that I did not know he's he had, quite frankly. And maybe some Clemson fans knew it. I saw it once in a Wichita State game a couple of years ago that was like, damn, Newman can do that? This year I've seen it twice. Authoritative. Throwing down with passion. And I love to see that. 
So he's got that bounce, and he's been great from threes. He's knocked down multiple threes in back-to-back games, and if John Newman can hit open shots and he can throw down and transition like this and defend with his length, I think he's a very, very valuable asset that we may be sleeping on a little bit just because two years ago he did not look great. Anyways, Bearcats and NKU Sunday. If you're watching this video on Sunday, it's today. Let's get up for the Bearcats, and here is the deal. Post-game shows on YouTube with my man Houdini after every single basketball game this season. So we'll see on YouTube as soon as the final buzzer sounds at Fifth Third Arena. Hopefully it's a winning show. That does it for Chatterbox Bearcats. Chuck Walter saying thank you so much. Subscribe to the podcast if you like it. And the big thing, tell some Bearcat fans. Give this podcast to your friends. We want to grow it. This is real Bearcats fans talking to other real Bearcats fans. We'll cut it loose. We'll tell the NCAA they're a bunch of pieces of Because quite frankly, free Aziz Bandago. And I'm still waiting on that report with Jameel Reynolds. It, uh, come on. We're three games into the season. If he's going to be ineligible, at least tell me that his waiver was declined. Anyways, have a great Saturday, everyone. And God forbid, Bearcats, please get those Tudor's biscuits on the way home from Morgantown.